0: You are
1: beloved and you are welcome here. Whoever you are, however you are, wherever you're at on life's journey. Whether you're feeling brave or broken hearted, defiant or defeated, fearsome or fearful, you are beloved and you are welcome here. Whether tears have fallen from your eyes this past week or gleeful laughter has spilled from your mouth, you are beloved and you're welcome here whether you have untold stories buried deep inside or stories that have been forced beyond the edges of comfort, you are beloved and you are welcome here. Whether you've made promises, broken promises or are renewing your promises day by day, you are beloved and you are welcome here. Whatever is on your tender, precious heart, however it is with your soul at this moment, your beloved and you're welcome here in this space of welcome and acceptance commitment and recommitment of sacred covenant and connection in all our glorious variety let us join in worship together this hour these opening words loosely based on some by Joan Javier Duval they welcome all those who've gathered here on zoom this morning to take part in our Sunday service welcome to regular members of the congregation to friends old and new welcome to to those who might be listening to the podcast or watching this on youtube at some later date for anyone who doesn't know me my name's jane blackhall and i am ministry coordinator with kensington unitarians Hope if each and every one of you find something of what you need in our gathering this morning please do hang around afterwards to chat if you'd like to you can always drop us an email to say hello and introduce yourself if you'd like or you could come along to one of our small group gatherings during the week to get to know us better Whether it's your first time or your thousandth time, you are welcome here, you are valued. We all have a part to play in co-creating this sacred space and this sense of community that we share. As we always say, feel free to do what you need to do to be comfortable. It's lovely to see your faces, but if you want to turn your camera off, that is all right. There'll be opportunities to join in, but there's no compulsion. It's just an invitation. So the theme of this morning's service is the A to Z of pride. This weekend marks the 50th anniversary of the first Pride March here in London. Back in 1972, an extraordinarily brave and righteous group of people calling themselves the Gay Liberation Front organised that historic event and some of the veterans of that protest have uh, rightly taken centre stage in this weekend's Pride celebrations. Over the last 50 years the movement has evolved, evolved significantly to recognise the diversity of people's lived experience. So in recent years we've spoken of LGBT pride and lately out of a desire to be ever more inclusive that's been expanded further to refer to the LGBTQIA plus community that is lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, intersex and asexual people who all come under this one big rainbow umbrella and we saw a range of different pride flags representing some of these diverse identities at the start of the service. Since that first pride march, a lot of important gains have been made towards justice, but around the world, hard-won rights are very much under threat, and many LGBTQIA people tragically still do not have it for anything like equality. So in this morning's service, through readings and reflections, we're gonna remind ourselves what it means to be a truly welcoming religious community which is committed to the ongoing struggle for liberation. And I'm delighted that a dear friend of our congregation, Gainer, a regular at Heart and Soul, she's going to be sharing something of her own story with us as part of this special pride service today. But before we go any further, I'm going to light our chalice as we do whenever we gather. It's a simple ritual that connects us with Unitarians and Unitarian Universalists the world over. And it reminds us of a proudly progressive religious tradition of which this gathering is part. We light this flame to ignite our hearts and minds, this spark of insight that enlightens, the shimmering hope that burns, the blazing love that empowers our actions, the fire of our commitment to true liberation for all. We light the flame this Pride weekend for those who celebrate themselves, who fear, who hope, who persevere in the face of life's setbacks and uncertainties, who resist conformity and oppression in all its forms. And we light this flame to affirm our faithful calling to honor the divine light in every human soul, to celebrate the full kaleidoscope of diversity in keeping with our proud Unitarian tradition, standing, working, living on the side of love. let's take all those joys and concerns spoken and unspoken and let's hold them in a spirit of loving kindness as we move into an extended time of prayer and reflection now you might want to adjust your position to get comfortable you might want to close your eyes or soften your gaze perhaps there's some posture that helps you to feel more prayerful whatever works best for you let's each do what we need to do to get into the right state of body and mind to pray together and to be fully present with ourselves each other and that which lies within us and beyond us. Spirit of life, God of all love, in whom we live and move and have our being. As we turn our attention to the depths of this life, the cosmic mystery and wisdom that abides in all that is, let us tune into your holy presence, the light within and without. Be with us now as we allow ourselves to drop into
2: the
0: stillness and the silence at the center of our being.
1: As people of faith, we seek to live in a spirit of love, a spirit of community, justice, and peace. And yet in so many corners of the world, both far and near, we see exploitation and coercion, divisiveness and hatred. We sometimes struggle to respond to the outer world and our own inner dramas in ways that manifest love. At times we may fear that love will not be strong enough. At times we may question whether love really is at the root of all things in this world with so much struggle and suffering and discord. This is the mystery within which we live and die. These are the questions that haunt our days and nights. And yet, despite everything, we are not quite without hope. Our very struggles and our questions testify to our longing
2: for peace, for love. In the stillness and silence of our own heart, we read the imprint of love, the light within. May it keep our
1: hope alive, even through the toughest times. May it guide us all through our days as we seek to act wisely and well.
0: May it help us to be vessels of compassion for one another and for our world. In our company this
1: morning and every time we gather, there will be those whose hearts are freshly broken open by all the world's sufferings, by loss and grief, rejection and loneliness, disappointment and meaninglessness. By all the injustices that we've witnessed with growing anguish and frustration. So let us spend a few moments directing prayers of loving kindness for all those who suffer this day. In our company this morning and every time we gather there will be those whose hearts are full and overflowing despite everything buoyed by the beauty of nature and culture comforted and uplifted by family and friends so let's spend a few moments directing prayers of gratitude for all that is good in our lives In our company this morning and every time we gather, there will be those who are simply keeping on, keeping on as best they can. Their hearts are blessed, messy mix of all life's many emotions in the midst of it all. So let us spend a further moment asking for what we need this day to face life's many ups and downs. time to sing our first hymn we light the flame it speaks of the values of our faith as represented by the ritual of our chalice lying. it reminds us of our commitment to the inherent worth and dignity of all people to nurturing the bonds of care between us in all our great variety this is sung by the unitarian music society and the words will be up on your screen so you can sing along if you like or you might prefer just to listen we
0: light the flame Thank you.
3: I'm so grateful to my friend Jane for asking me to say a few words at this pride service today. I'm 61 years old, I was born in 1960 and christened into the Anglican church by my maternal grandfather. It was just what we all did. So really, I didn't really become an Anglican, I was born into Anglicanism. As a family, we always went to church. It was as normal for us as watching the generation game. In my family, we used the word Christian more like an adjective than a noun, like, she's a good girl, that's very Christian of her to visit elderly Mrs. X. I got confirmed in the Anglican church along with all of my school year, and we sang either in the choir, which was boys only, or rang the church bells as a hobby. I did this to get out of PE at school. In my early 20s, I went to Cheltenham to study RE in English, at St Paul's and St Mary's Anglican College. It was here that I learnt that people could be born again Christians. I had honestly not come across this before my early twenties. Billy Graham came to the UK and I went, along with my friends, to Mission England. I went through the motions of being born again. Also in my mid-twenties, I began to have romantic feelings towards my women friends and found out about feminism and feminist theology. I guess I thought I had crushes on women and nobody talked about it. Around 1985, I discovered the lesbian and gay Christian movement and joined and I felt seen and heard around my women crushes. This was described to me as being a lesbian and I thought I fitted in. But I am bisexual. The B in LGBTQIA+. And have been since my early 20s. I've dated and been out with and formed strong attachments emotionally, romantically, sexually, spiritually to people of more than one gender. To me, this makes perfect sense. I found Robin Oakes' definition that I came across in the early 90s most helpful for me. She said, I call myself bisexual because I acknowledge that I have found myself romantically attracted to people of more than one gender. Yes, I got that. Being bisexual has been an issue for other people, not me. The Anglican Church basically in brief, no, you cannot be bisexual, that's just plain wrong. Pick either straight, normal, or gay. Oh, poor you. Even in the lesbian and gay Christian movement, including the lesbian group, kind of gave me a strong message not to be bisexual. Let's all be lesbian feminists. This is changing nowadays. In my job as a teacher, I felt very sure that I should be in the closet as a bisexual woman, and that only heterosexuality with children would be acceptable. Even in lesbian feminist groups, I got the message that being bi was not welcomed at all. On the whole, in my adult life, I've never had a problem with being bi, but just about every organisation, individual and groups that I belonged to did. This has caused me enormous anxiety, stress, fear and a feeling of not fitting in. Hopefully younger bisexuals are feeling much more confident, prouder and less anxious about their unique and wonderful sexuality. I cannot speak for all gender and sexual minorities, but in my own experience as a bisexual woman, I feel it is vitally important in a faith community that if as an organisation we say that we are inclusive of gender and sexual minorities, then as far as possible, with kindness, knowledge and listening to everyone within minorities, that every part of the queer community is seen and heard and made to feel welcome. My wife is non-binary and also identifies as bi. I do not feel seen in my church of origin. I have been told explicitly by fellow lesbian and gay Anglicans that bisexual just sounds too sexual and makes people feel uncomfortable. It has been my lived experience that if a church community simply states they are inclusive of lesbian and gay people, or whatever, that is not inclusive enough for me, I am not a whatever. I've witnessed church communities say we welcome all. We don't care if you're gay, married, transgendered, divorced, etc. And they truly believe they are being inclusive. No. When we use the letters L G B T Q I A we must truly engage with all the queer community. I was in an LGBT choir in London in around twenty fourteen and the choir was working hard to be LGBTQIA plus inclusive. But we did a little video for Bi Pride, and only me in my 50s then, and two younger people in their 20s took part out of a choir of 90 plus singers. We cannot have been the only bisexuals. I am exhausted by all of this. And yes, I do allow people to assume I'm in a gay couple relationship a lot of the time, because it is just too stressful and I'm way too tired to keep going on about being bisexual actually. Thankfully, I do feel affirmed and included at Kensington Unitarians and at the soulful evenings of Heart and Soul. I do want to see the most inclusive Progress Pride flag here at church. I do want to see all the letters of LGBTQIA plus included and explained. And I want all the individual minorities to absolutely hear that God loves all of us unconditionally. That much is undeniable. As the queer Anglican priest, Liz Edmond says, in Queer Virtue, queer people are forced to deal with external threats of violence, those that terrorize us directly, and those we ingest with our hearts and souls. These, sadly, are spiritual weapons. Some of us seek safe harbours in urban centres with large LGBTQIA plus communities. Liz Edmond goes on, It is good for churches to be inclusive, but it is not enough. We need places that are pastorally bold and prepared to rupture the false binaries that are employed to demonise queer identities. It is a noble goal to be affirming and welcoming but it neglects to demonstrate the myriad gifts that all, all in our LGBTQIA plus community has to offer. So here's not to just gay pride but a fully inclusive LGBTQIA plus pride for all. And as a nod to TS Eliot, Not farewell, but fare-forward, queeroes.
0: Thank you so much, Gaina.
1: So we've come to a time of meditation now. Uh, To take us into the time of stillness, I'm gonna offer a few words by the UU minister, Leslie Takahashi. She invites us to lean into complexity and to learn from the wisdom of those whose stories are different from our own. These words will be followed by a few minutes of stillness during which we'll have our virtual chalice up on screen. And the silence will end uh, with another song from Marilisa. One she recorded, especially for our pride service last year, is one that's worth repeating. So again, let's each do what we need to do to get comfortable. Might wanna have a wiggle, get your feet flat on the floor to ground and steady yourself. Perhaps close your eyes as I always say, these words, these images, the music, they're all just an offering. Feel free to use this time to meditate in your own way.
0: They teach us to read in black and white.
2: Truth is this, the rest is false. You are whole or broken. Who you love is acceptable or not. My life tells its truth in many
1: hues. We are taught to think in either ors. I believe in the teachings of Jesus or the Buddha. I believe in human potential or a power beyond a single human will. I am broken or I am powerful. My life embraces multiple truths. It speaks of both, of and. They teach us to see in absolutes, good versus evil, male versus female, old versus young. My vision sees the fractions, the spectrum, the margins. Let us open our hearts to the complexity
2: of our world. Let us make our own lives a sanctuary to
1: nurture our many identities. For the day is coming when they will know. The rainbow world is far more gorgeous than the monochrome. A river of identities can ebb and flow over the static, stubborn rocks in its course. The margins hold
0: the centre.
4: For no one's stopping me to sing But there's a multitude of sins That can hide behind your hashtag Tell me again how love wins Well, there's nothing new about this rage It's a war that's always waged Like how no one bats an eye That when 50 of us die in it It doesn't even And sometimes it's like an uphill climb Yeah, sometimes it's like an uphill climb But I'm right by your side And that's what we call pride that each and every day we're still being attacked and sometimes it's by guns and sometimes it's by words and sometimes it's by the North Carolina bathroom act we're the same as everyone we're all under the same sun but if you're trying to suggest this is just about the west we've spent our whole lives looking down the barrel of that gun, sometimes it's like an uphill climb, sometimes it's like an uphill climb, but I'm right by your side, and that's what we call pride. defeat the hate we suffer you're my sister's brothers and all that's in between and if everything that i made of was fashioned by your god above it was him that gave this kind of love to me well sometimes it's like an uphill climb Yeah, sometimes it's like an uphill climb Sometimes it's like an uphill climb But I'm right by your side Yeah, I'm right by your side And that's what we call pride And that's why we need pride.
0: Glitter and Glory by David
5: Colmeyer. This piece by UU minister David Colmeyer begins with a quote from William Blake. The pride of the peacock is the glory of God. And Colmeyer continues. You may have noticed my painted fingernails you can thank ramona i joke to the gathered congregation as they behold via my laptop camera this zoom pulpit the sparkly blue glittery mess that my three-year-old has painted on my nails i can tell even though they're muted the congregation is laughing without out of the way i go into the sermon All this time in virtual space has somewhat softened our formality. But I think the same thing could have happened in person. And if Ramona ever wants to paint my nails, then of course, I'd allow her to. What a good dad, some might say. But I have a confession. I love my nails more deeply than they understand. Going through my life with my beard and masculine name and he him pronouns, especially when preaching from the pulpit in my black clergy robe, I just seem like a guy, a cisgender man. But that's not who I am. Sometimes, especially during Pride Month, I miss the days before ministry when I wore glittery skirts and gaudy sarongs and fairy wings, and painted my nails and covered myself in glitter for pride parades, or for neo pagan rituals in the woods. I miss being so blatantly queer. Those moments were like ritual possession. As I danced, I always felt like I was animated by something beyond myself, yet radically enfleshed in my bones and skin. I have allowed being a professional minister to domesticate my gender expression. The Bible says, quench not the spirit. Is that what I've done? It's such a small thing, Ramona choosing blue glitter nail polish. She has no idea that this is the colour that was once my favourite for pride. Blue glitter makes me almost euphoric, whether on my nails or skin or hair. It's like electric holy fire from the altar of heaven stolen by some queer seraphim to purify me of the closet. Pride is sometimes about donning wings and being over the top, dramatically queer without fear or shame. Other times it's about permitting small moments of queer bliss to poke through the facade, even if it's just messy paint from a child, even if you're the only one who notices. He concludes with a few words of prayer. Queer spirit dancing blue glitter flame i give thanks for your euphoric mystery your endless pronouns your delight in queering every boundary and box yours is the truth that makes us free may your glitter come your dance be done in me as it is in heaven amen Thanks
1: Alex. So as I mentioned at the start of today's service this weekend marks 50 years of pride in London and I'm pleased to report that a small group of Unitarians had a place in Saturday's big parade waving our own flags to proclaim our progressive religious witness and shout about our commitment to equality. We Unitarians are rightly proud of our track record having been a bit ahead of the curve in the past, especially in campaigning for same-sex marriage, and this year our Unitarian General Assembly overwhelmingly voted to affirm trans rights and to endorse self-declaration of gender identity. This is great news, it will enable us to take a collective stand in campaigning on the issue, but still it's important not to think job done and just rest on our laurels. On Friday, one day before the main Pride in London parade, a number of those brave and righteous souls who had been present at the first ever march back in 1972, they gathered to retrace their route exactly 50 years on. And one of those people, the activist Peter Tatchell, spoke of their intentions in a way that I found quite inspiring. So I wanted to share his words with you. On Friday, he said, We're holding a commemorative Pride March for the LGBT plus community, totally open, egalitarian, grassroots and human rights focused. It mirrors the informality and spontaneity of the first Pride March back in 1972. The Veterans March is an attempt to reclaim the radical roots of Pride, which was both a celebration and a protest. Gay Liberation Front, which organised the first Pride, saw itself as part of a wider social movement for the liberation of all oppressed people. We stood in solidarity with women's liberation, the black and Irish communities, and working class people and trade unions. Our goal was not limited to the narrow horizon of human rights. GLF did not want equality within what we saw as an unjust and flawed society. We wanted to change society, not adapt and assimilate into it. We questioned everything about what straight society said about us as queer people and also the social dictates with regard to how men and women were supposed to look and behave. Words from Peter Tatchell. So Pride is about so much more than getting dressed up, putting your glittery nail varnish on and having a big party once a year. As marvellous as that is for the people who have got the energy and the needs for it. Um, It's been a few years since I've been, but memories of my first Pride in the mid-90s are still vivid and thrilling. Pride at its root was always radical in its intention and risky. It was about truth telling, challenging, stifling social norms. It was about solidarity with all oppressed people and striving for the liberation of everybody. Everybody. Doesn't that chime with our values? Certainly the sort of call to action that gets me excited anyway. One of the reasons I asked Gaynor to speak to us this morning was because it can sometimes be easy to run all those letters into each other, LGBTQIA+. It's easy to forget that behind all of those letters are infinitely varied and marvellous people, each with their own particular life story. And Gaynor's story highlights a few things that we really ought to pay attention to. First is the important reminder that even now, LGBTQIA people can't take it for granted that they will be truly and unconditionally welcomed in religious communities. In fact, I would suspect that most would presume, not, uh, not surprisingly, they presume they would be harangued, rejected or condemned if they came into a church. Things are getting better in more and more denominations, but the inclusion is often a bit half-hearted. Secondly, Gainer reminded us that even supposedly LGBTQIA plus centred organisations sometimes make distinctions which leave bi people feeling like second class citizens or excluded altogether. And similarly, and tragically, mm-hmm. uh, there are so called LGB groups out there at the moment which demonise trans people, others which disregard and uh, ignore asexuals, exclude them altogether. There is still often a lack of solidarity, a lack of awareness. Of those people who have the less visible identities minorities within a minority even within the community there is still sometimes a pressure to conform and thirdly as Gaynor said I love this I am not a whatever I am not a whatever it is important that we see and hear each individual person see them as unique and uniquely beloved to affirm their identity as they understand it and communicate it to us one thing we can really learn from the LGBTQIA community at its best is a sense of unity in diversity. We must resist the well-meaning temptation to say, well, we're all the same really. Instead, let's be ready to hear each other's stories, to pay attention and to be glad of our quite astonishing variety of identities and life experiences of dreams and desires of advantage and disadvantage. Let's examine or suspend our default assumptions, let's approach each other with curiosity and respect. Let's learn from each other's unique perspectives and show solidarity for the struggles we all face. And in so doing, let us live out, truly live out, our most cherished principle by affirming the inherent worth and dignity of each and every person that we meet. May it be so
2: for the greater good of all. Amen.
1: One more chance to sing together. Our hymn is a cheerful one, one of inclusive welcome. Ours is a town for everyone. Once again, the words will be up on screen. Sing along if you fancy. Just a few announcements, Uh, thanks again so much to Gayna for sharing her story, to Alex for being the last minute substitute as our reader, Marilisa for our music, Marilisa's been poorly this week so we've raided the archive for some of her recordings over the last two years. Uh, Thanks to Janine for co-hosting, we're going to have virtual coffee time after the service if you want to hang around and chat, Uh, as I said earlier, if that's not your thing you can always drop us an email or come along to one of our small groups. We like to take a group photo after the closing music if you don't mind staying for that. We have various activities going on during the week. Coffee Morning is online 10.30 on Wednesdays. Uh, There are still spaces left for heart and soul. Uh, Our online Contemplative Spiritual Gathering at Sundays and Fridays at 7. It's a space for deep sharing and prayer. Newcomers are always welcome. Just email me if you want to sign up. This week's theme is messiness. In terms of in-person happenings, Abby, our music scholar, is holding a concert for Ukraine with her chums this Tuesday, 5th of July at 7.30 over at the church. Donations on the door are welcome. Our poetry group will be meeting in person this Wednesday at 7.00. Get in touch with David or Brian or Marianne if you want to know more about that. Please do sign up in advance and let them know what you're going to bring to read. And Harold and Margaret, our regular singers, they're holding a concert in All Saints Child's Hill up in Hampstead. That's next Saturday at 7.30. Next week, we'll be having a hybrid service led by Sarah Tinker. So you can join us either in person or online for that 10.30 next Sunday. Uh, All the details of the programme, as usual, are in the Friday email. This congregation very much has a life beyond Sunday mornings. We encourage you to keep in touch, to look out for each other and do what you can to nurture those supportive connections that we all need. Time for our closing words and music. So I invite you to select gallery view at this point if you can so we can get a sense of our gathered community as we bring this to a close with gratitude for the freedom to be our true authentic selves may we live the spirit of pride with the courage that comes from challenging fear may we
2: live the spirit of pride With sorrow for those who are
1: not here with us, may we live the spirit of pride. Looking ahead to justice still withheld, may we live the spirit of pride. With the confidence that a sense of community banishes isolation and loneliness, may we live the spirit of pride. With a renewed sense of solidarity across our differences, celebrating our diversity with one voice. May we live the spirit of pride. And with the rainbow flag flying high, a sense of beloved community among us and the joy that comes from making connections. May we live the spirit of pride.
0: Amen.
4: This is the sound of one voice. One spirit, one voice The sound of one who makes a choice This is the sound of one voice This is the sound of one voice This This is is the sound sound of voices voices too The sound of me singing with you, helping each other to make it through. This is the sound of voices, too. This is the sound of voices, too. This is the sound of voices, three. Singing together in harmony, surrendering to the mystery. This is the sound of Voices 3. This is the sound of Voices voices 3. This is the sound of all of us. Singing with love and the will to trust. Leave the rest behind, it will turn to dust. This is the sound of all of us. This is the sound of all of us. This is the sound of of one voice. One people, one voice A A song song for for every one one of us. us This is the sound of one voice This is the sound of one voice